declared our rank on this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. Justice. Is this justice? I'm hearing justice everywhere. We finally got justice. Or is this accountability? There's a difference. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Let's Chew the Gum. Welcome to Let's Chew the Gum. I'm your host, Protocol. We talk a lot about a lot of things in this show. While we chew the gum, and just like every show, we always have. Something for your mind, 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 mind. Something for your mind, mind, mind. Something for your mind. Something for your This council has no hesitation in proclaiming you all guilty. 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 Guilty Guilty was indeed the word for April 20th, 2021. That's Derek Chauvin, the police officer. That uh, had his knee on the neck of George Floyd last summer was found guilty on all charges is this justice though that's the question justice or accountability at the outset i said there is a difference and rather than use my self-knowledge let me turn to merriam webster this authority to be just means to Conform to a standard of correctness. Justice is the maintenance or administration of that standard. The maintenance or the administration of that standard. Now accountable. Some synonyms. Answerable. Responsible. Derek Chauvin was definitely responsible for the death of George Floyd. And He had to be answerable. And I know that um, there are many of us, uh, many folks, including myself, that were hesitant about the outcome of this verdict. We've seen verdicts before in situations like this that were deplorable, where people were found innocent of obvious uh, misconduct, obvious situations where there was murder or some harm done to an individual even on camera we can go back to the rodney king verdict verdict which led to the la riots 
there are so so many that we can look at. Someone said nothing's changed but the clearness of the camera. And in this case, the perpetrator was found guilty. And I know there are many folks that said it shouldn't even had to have been a trial because of the overwhelming video evidence. But we live in a country of laws where everyone has the right to due process. And I don't want to see that eroded, no matter how obvious the evidence is, because there have been many people where there wasn't evidence and trials were commenced without due process. So I, I don't I don't want to go back to that. But again, justice or accountability. Well, again, accountable. He was accountable. He had to be answerable to his charges because he was responsible. So there definitely is accountability. Whether he accepts it, it's a different story. Accountability was placed upon him, made him accountable. Now, again, justice, justice is the maintenance or administration of what is just. And I already said that justice conforming to a standard of correctness we aren't there yet. This wasn't justice. This wasn't this was a justice in that case. But we're talking about maintenance. Justice is not a single incident and it, it cannot be proclaimed due to a single verdict. Justice is not an individual incident. It's the maintenance of what is just the maintenance of correction of what is correct. I'm sorry. What is fair? What is moral? What is right? It's a continuation. That's why we have to continue to do our part, to be diligent, to ensure that justice prevails, that justice exists because it's ongoing. It's, it's living. I've seen uh, so many comments this uh, past day or so on social media where folks saying just the same. Uh, one video where an elderly person watched the verdict and replied that they had never seen this before. This person must have been 90s at least. And to live that long and to be able to say in a situation like this that they had never seen that before with all the injustices, with all the violence and misappropriation of laws and misapplication of laws, I should say, appropriation as well just just in general they had never seen this before other folks broke down in tears because they were overwhelmed at the results because they anticipated that this would not be a just situation and i can't say that i that i blame them i've seen enough of these myself where just uh had folks shaking their head. Some other uh, reactions I saw were uh, a gentleman who expressed that um, he could breathe now and uh, not in the way that we saw George Floyd depart uh, this body, but he could breathe differently because his chest had been so tight. And he made the reference of 
a collective tightness of of folks chest at the thought of the possibility that this would not be a just situation because they had witnessed previous uh, situations where justice was not served and nor there was nor was there accountability. And so for him, I imagine because I, I, I have a similar mindset, uh, but I imagine that it was trauma. A lot of folks are walking around with trauma, whether it is trauma from their own interactions in these situations or those of family or distant relatives or just the collective disbelief in uh, previous verdicts or previous situations involving a lack of justice. It's been traumatic, just the thought of it. It was trauma and that that sparked those uprisings after the Rodney King verdict in 92. That was just trauma. People couldn't believe it and became overwhelmed. I was there. I, I, I remember the day like it was yesterday. I remember the the thickness in the air, the tension in the air over the pending verdict. And I remember the feeling it was almost palpable uh, once the verdict was read in the Rodney King trial I'm talking about right now. When that verdict was read, I remember immediately walking outside. I was in South Central L.A. and I re remember walking outside and just you could feel the angst and the trauma of the people. And as I documented what was happening in the city and driving around town through different parts of South Los Angeles. I could see the trauma being released. I am uh, would like to believe that with this Chauvin trial, that the verdict that was uh, put forth, I would like to believe that it was done because it was the right thing to do because uh, this officer was guilty. I would like it. To, I would like to believe that that's the reason that the verdict came down and not, you know, as some folks talked about um, it being a verdict put down because they didn't want uh, riots because they didn't want uh, situations to occur that would be costly to more lives. I like to think that I like to think that we're on the precipice of having a just society. I like to think that this is not an issue of race. I like to think that I like to think that no matter what race or ethnic group that you belong to, that you see the inhumanity in this. I'm not naive to believe that there are folks that celebrated the death of George Floyd, capitalized on the death of George Floyd. But I like to believe in basic human decency, that the vast majority of folks 
see that this is a issue of humanity, not race. An issue of humanity, not race, because in any situation, the people involved, the victim and the perpetrator could have been different races, different ages, different genders. But what we saw last summer on camera was an issue and a violation of human rights. That should be something that everyone can agree upon. If you want to be safe in your community, if you want to be living in a just society, you have to respect the rights of others. You cannot have a heart full of hate. You cannot perpetrate hateful acts upon others and expect that things are going to be peachy keen for you. Life is going to be good for you. In a just society, everyone matters. So it's a matter of humanity for me. And I hope we understand that. But again, this was just uh, accountability on display. Let's work for justice. What organizations can you join that are focused on maintaining and administering justice in your community within your small groups? How can you? Uh, get together with others to ensure that these types of things don't happen, that we minimize these types of life changing, life ending altercations with law enforcement or in any other situation. What does that look like? Does that mean diverting resources from uh, police departments and putting them into more of a community-based policing, reserving our law enforcement for situations that are serious in nature. It's not an easy task. Um, there's a lot to be considered. I was speaking with a deputy sheriff um, some time back. This, this was uh, just after the uh, George Floyd incident last summer. And I was speaking with him about um, there are many folks in the country calling for defunding the police department. And we were discussing what that looks like, what that means. And, and it had a different meaning for different folks. So you had to be really careful who you spoke to about that and, and make to make sure what you meant by that. Because for some defunding the police meant no police departments at all. OK, so we just trust criminal society I don't know about that no police at all it'd be nice it's a nice utopian ideology but I don't know I don't know if we're at a point where we could trust society that much now with small small communities your own communities by all means you should be involved you can should get out there with your neighbors you should know your community you guys should get to know each other you can police your own community communities to ensure that you have a a more harmonious living condition, right? You can police your communities to the point where you may not need police, right? Um, because you guys are, are doing that yourselves. That's, that's great. 
those funds that would normally go to policing and responding to situations in your neighborhood, that money may not be necessary. So that money could be uh, um, reallocated somewhere else within the department that that you could look at that and say that that's defunding a certain segment of the police department. Perhaps police departments uh, in, in your cities could uh, implement different programs to where those fundings are going to community groups to help them. Um, but as we talked about that conversation with uh, Deputy Jones, some things begin to make a lot more sense as to why many folks are calling for not defunding the police. I want to talk about that as soon as we come back from the break. You're listening to Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. Feel free to email us at let's chew the gum at gmail.com if you'd like to be a guest on the show or have show topic ideas. Or you can also send your comments and re, uh, um, requests to that email as well. You can follow us here where you're listening or anywhere else you receive podcasts. I'll be right back. Something for your mind. It's just eight days away. The Instagrad 2020 year end review documentary still celebrating the class of 2020 is set to premiere mid May on streaming platforms, but you can catch it early exclusively on all of Instagrad 2020 pages and platforms. Check it out May 1st. Because you were Instagrad, you kept it pushing. guiltiness indeed thank you for listening to our sponsors welcome back uh, we've been talking about the verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial of guilty on all counts and discussing whether it is justice as many folks are shouting or is it simply accountability is it simply accountability and we earlier as you know talked about justice as being the maintenance or administration of what is just the maintenance, the upkeep, the ongoing process of justness, of justness, right? And just being the idea of conforming to standards of correction. And so I established that it is my firm belief that this is not justice. Justice was served in this individual incident, but this was an incident of accountability answerability, being answerable, being responsible, which Derek Chauvin was responsible for. And I imagine we can approach every individual court case as the results being one of accountability or not accountability. Um, but with the idea that what is just and right can occur, and those are individual cases of justice, but the way people have been talking about justice is like a, an 
overarching or blanket over all of society, all of societal ills that that we experience, all of this, all of the societal ills that we experience. And in that case, in this case, that's not justice. Right. We have to maintain it. So, again, how do we maintain that within our communities? Um, before the break, I had mentioned I was talking with an officer previously about the idea of defunding, defunding the police and the various uh, definitions that people have for it, whether it's getting rid of the complete budgets to where there are no police officers present to reallocating funding to various aspects of policing or community policing, different programs and training. And uh, so the this, the conversation I had with him, I think someone else in the meeting brought it up, but the conversation was around the idea of not having police go out for all calls in the neighborhood, um, because a lot of times the encounters that uh, happen result in the unnecessary deaths of people like George Floyd and so many others. So if we don't have police even getting involved in those situations, right, um, the it lessens the opportunity for a mortal outcome, right, or uh, an outcome that results in the death of or harm of someone. And so they were suggesting, you know, for example, if it's a uh, psychiatric checkup or health and wellness checkup in some situations that police don't be involved but the officer brought up a good point and he said, you know, the reason that police often go on those types of calls is because, you know, you never know what the situation is at the home when you're dealing with someone that may be mentally and emotionally unstable. You um, it may be not uh, a good idea to send uh, just a social worker who may be in harm. And, and that is a great point. I mean, it's definitely worth listening to and considering, right? How do we get around that? Um, because we want those folks who go out into the homes. Look, I'm a teacher. I, I do home visits sometimes. And, you know, I've gone and told folks I was going to go to visit a student's home and they were hell bent on warning me not to go. Like, have you seen, you know, where the person lives or what the people that are there? And, and none, of, none of those things deterred me um, from doing that. But at the same time, not everyone is um, as comfortable as I may be in going into what potentially uh, volatile situations um, to, to help someone. Um, so that's definitely a consideration. So so what is the what is the response? What is the resolution? Uh, perhaps, again, increased training uh, of officers. And, and, I, and I mean, you know, officers receive quite a bit of training. I know for a fact there's lots of training, but it has to go beyond training. You can you can be trained to do something, but still be of your own mindset when it comes to the execution of uh, performing what you were trained to do. And if you are not of the correct mental disposition, um, you may willfully neglect to do your job because maybe you don't value life as much as others. And that's why you hear the, the stories about, uh, you know, certain groups or certain individuals committing heinous crimes and being escorted to Burger King because they were hungry or, you know, gently placed into a car versus others that pose no imminent danger at all being killed on the scene on the spot. 
um, because the value to life has not been the same. There was no justice there. Um, so perhaps in these situations, maybe um, beyond training, we need to also look at the hiring practices. And then, you know, those practices um, are in some instances have been terrible. For example, in Los Angeles, uh, police officers were brought in specifically from southern portions of the United States that were experiencing Jim Crow. The inequitable, inequitable access distribution application of laws, right, against uh, to the detriment of, of black people for the most part. And so these people were brought in as police officers, recruits and, and hired um, based upon the fact that they lived in the South um, with black people. They um, had experience of what they would say. They had experience with dealing with the black problem. Right. But these were folks who were often white supremacists, either in deed or in the or, or I'm sorry, philosophy. Um, they had been in, in, in an environment where blacks were second class citizens whose rights had not been uh, recognized. And so they were brought in specifically because of their propensity of violence and uh, aggression towards black people. Now, that being said, that was uh, something that was replicated in many cities, this ideology. So if we're hiring people when we know they have the propensity for violence against black folks, when we know that they have um, biases and, and whatnot towards any group, then that's a failure in the system right there. And someone needs to be accountable for that. That's a failure right there. So how can we expect any amount of training that is given to change their mind in terms of how they're going to apply that training? Right. That training for them would be, you know, beneficial for them when they are dealing with someone that they give preferential treatment to. But if they come in with hate, that training is not. The answer. So we need accountability. And, and this is nothing new, right? It's like I'm right now I'm, I'm tiring of talking about this subject as as I'm talking about it, because um, but for folks that haven't experienced this, this this is nothing new. Um, it uh, is a old, very old story. But we can't stop there because what we've done hasn't worked. And when we know it was a good solution, we can't stop because it hasn't worked yet. And so, if anything, I hope that, you know, this situation is a catalyst for us to continue to um, work on those things that we know are possible solutions and remedies and, and not to give up on them. So, you know, what's your solution? Right. A couple of questions today. Was it justice or accountability? That's up to you to, to decide. But what's your solution as we move forward? Um, just after um, and during the trial, there were still more people being killed um, in those same type of encounters. What, what do we do? I, I would like to challenge you to become the police in your community. And I don't mean police officers as in uniformed. I mean, becoming involved in your community, not not and not like this guy, this this uh, 
I don't even have his name that was harassing a young black man. I don't know the state, uh, maybe one of the Carolinas army enlisted person, I believe a sergeant, I believe um, that was coming out of his home, questioning a young man about where do you live? This is our neighborhood. We don't want you. You're not supposed to you know that type of thing. Now, had that been a true situation. I have no problem with that type of policing. I, I want to know who's walking through my neighborhood, but not in that manner. That was egregious. That was wrong on every account. Let me not give any indication that I agree with what he did. What I'm saying is community police policing of, of that nature in terms of knowing who's in your community. Apparently he, he, he didn't know his community. Well, apparently he was biased um, in his approach. But just the idea of knowing your community. So, you know, someone should know there should have been a neighbor that knew um, that guy should know. Right. It can begin on your street. You know, when we grew up, we had, you know, block parties and things like that where people got together. Be careful. You know, even with this uh, vaccinated populations, it's still dangerous to catch and transmit um, COVID. But um, my point is we knew one another on the block. And folks on the next block knew one another and so on and so on. Right. So you knew when there was uh, someone that didn't belong in the neighborhood. And and even then you couldn't assume because you have visitors, but you still were had some awareness. That type of community policing does not require violence against individuals. If it's if it's determined that, you know, your your neighbors and yourselves um, determine there's a problem, then, you know, you act. That, that's that's a, a quite a bit different than policing that results in the death of individuals. We still have ways to go, obviously. I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I even want to place a judgment value on this verdict um, as, as as to say, like, I'm pleased with the verdict. I mean, I am happy that. And, and I don't even know if happy is where I'm not happy that this situation had to occur. I would just say that I agree that he was guilty and I agree that that's the verdict that should have been handed down. It doesn't emote happiness or joy for me. I don't feel like it's a celebration where I'm going to go and have a party and, and yell to the skies guilty and dance. And I mean, all those things are a little bit extra for me. Um, but if, if that's what moves some folks, I definitely understand why they would. But for me, it's still a sad affair. What happened um, if the verdict was supposed to happen? It, it should have happened. And um, I do agree that with that. Um, but it doesn't make me happy to know that we had to uh, even get to that point. I just want to uh, challenge you all to, again, become involved proactively. Um, don't wait for the problems to persist and then be reactive. Think about what you can do, what you can do, because we all can do something to prevent these types of things from happening, to lessen the likelihood that these types of uh, things will happen that happened to George Floyd and, and so many others. Um, really tired of having, you know, somebody's name that we have to say their name as the the new mantra, the new call to arms for the movements. But seriously, think about what you can do. Form community groups, partnerships with businesses and, and your local law enforcement to help 
uh, each other, become involved in law enforcement in your community, propose at your city councils different methods by which the police actually uh, um, patrol your communities. Um, establish these police and community councils to take, you know, some semblance of control over your neighborhoods. You, you live there, right? There's a lot you can do to, uh, to help. And I'll leave it at that. I hope that you have enjoyed this topic. This is Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. Feel free, as always, to email us. And thank you. Let me say thank you for all those that tune in from around the world. Um, continue to email send your emails to let's chew the gum at gmail.com. Again, for show suggestions, if you'd like to be a guest on the show or to send your your critiques and questions about topics that you've heard. Um, you can, again, listen to this podcast here where you're listening or any other platform where podcasts are made available and if you find one where we're not let me know we'll get there thank you as always we have something for your mind